Welcome to the Royalty Connection Podcast. It's empowering all people all over the world. Beautiful people all around the world. What's going on? It's your favorite young king in the place to be. Your host, Donald M. Shuler Jr. of the Royalty Connection Podcast. Happy New Year. It's a beautiful day to be alive. It's a beautiful time to be alive and thrive. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a really special guest today for our first episode of the new year. He's an entrepreneur, an author, a fitness enthusiast, and somebody I feel like y'all should hear about. Without further ado, I introduce to you all Mr. Chris Wilson, coming up right now. Yo, what's going on, beautiful people all around the world? It's your favorite young king in the place to be, your host, Donald M. Shuler Jr. Thank you so much for joining me on the Royalty Connection podcast Happy New Year to everybody out there. You know, it's a beautiful time to be alive. It's a beautiful time to spread love, joy, hope, and what you know, the Royalty Connection, we're about connecting leaders to leaders and making sure the leaders who don't feel like they're leaders understand that they're leaders. So now, as you can see, I'm not alone here. I have a very good brother with me. I've known him for a short period of time. He is a entrepreneur. He is a fitness enthusiast. He is an author, he is a world changer, and I'm so excited to introduce to you my brother, Mr. Christopher Wilson. What's up? I appreciate that, man. Thank you, bro. I'm I'm very excited to be on. I've been been looking forward to this conversation, man. So, yeah. And thank you. Thank you so much for all those kind words, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) Hey, man, look, you know know me by now. I'm going to give honor where it's due, and I'm going to hold people accountable where it's due. And I, I expect the same thing, you know, exactly. we have to live that iron sharpening iron, you know, lifestyle and mentality and be able to not just, you know, march for change, tweet for change, Facebook for change, but get out of line and apply to be the cashier so we can right. make change everywhere we go. You, you have like to, that. you got to study to show yourself approved. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to go to college. Well, open a book, go to the library, do something that shows that you are ready to to prepare yourself for what you're praying for you know absolutely, and um absolutely. you know you have you've done that you know what i'm saying you've been in the trenches and uh yeah. i always tell myself i tell my wife i'm like man you know i want to surround myself with people who who lost something but still walking tall people who sacrifice something for the greater good where are the warriors at you know what i'm saying it's, yeah. it's a lot of people just you know, I think everything is sweet, life man. Like, to you feel me? Like yeah. is you know, life is good, but there's some times where life isn't so good. So how are you gonna act? And um, I know people sometimes mistake, you know, your personality or, or your smile for like, man, yo, everything must be good, man. You looking good, you feeling good, you know, like you ain't going through nothing. You you pretty, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, and like I I mean, people don't call me pretty or nothing like that. I don't people call you pretty, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying like people, you know, they'll, they'll be like, man, you know, like, how did you get to where you were? Like, man, you lucky. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, man, luck ain't got nothing to do with it. Man. Luck has <laughs> nothing to do with it. So, Blessing. um, Blessing. yeah, man, I, I just, I just want to give you the floor, bro. Give everybody 
some background information on you, you know, who you are, what you stand for. I already threw the alley loop, the alley oop. So yeah, uh, yeah. You go ahead and dunk that, John. Go ahead. Uh yeah, man. Like you said, my name is uh Christopher Wilson. Um I don't like to give myself a title because that's that's a bit much. But you know, other than child of God, right? So I'll give you that one. I'm definitely a child of God. Uh and like you said, I haven't always been. So uh I guess my testimony is a bit different um when it comes to, when it comes to that. But other than that, uh man, I'm I love life. I'm you know, I love music, I love art, I love fitness, like you said, I love to write. I have a beautiful fiance uh who is everything right she's she's everything she's awesome she uh she helps um keep me keep me centered and keep me focused on what it is that I said I want to do and also what it is that God has called me to do and so uh that's that's really where it's at so amen bro that's that's facts you got to know who you are man before you can help other people know who they are absolutely. absolutely there's just there's just so many so many social media uh, pastors and prophets and actors and artists and creating this content and yeah man you know yeah, they're doing it for the dollar instead of you know being for the people. I always say, are you for profit or are you for people? You know who are no. you for? You know and and listen, it's it's hard not to be one. If I'm mm -hmm. being a thousand percent right, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I was actually uh, I was studying this morning and praying this morning. And I actually posted about it. I, you know, I was reading the Psalms and it was like, I saw how the way the wicked prospered and I grew jealous. And it like talks about that. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I, I knew, I know that feeling of like, it could all be so easy if I just did it for profit. It could all be yeah. so easy if I didn't care what I was saying. It, it could all be so easy um, if I didn't think about the second and third order effects of my walk uh, when it comes to the people who are around me. Um, I understand, you know, the influence I have. And so with that influence comes that responsibility. So I'm definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. And brother, watching you do your thing, man, watching, uh, you know, you do the short films and the podcasts and the commercials and bro, you're killing it. And you're doing uh, it at a level you. of integrity that's like commendable and admirable. And that's why I'm sitting here right now with you. Cause I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely, you know, talk with you about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause I don't go on everybody and go on everybody's show and talk to everybody about it. So yeah, yeah. man. Praise God, bro. I, I appreciate Absolutely. you. I appreciate the honor. I appreciate the respect. Um, it's just I put the work in, dog. Yeah, man. Like it's just yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so funny. When I hear people tell me what they see me doing or what they, you know, believe that I'm doing, and like it's crazy how you're doing them. It's like honestly, I'm just walking by faith and not by sight, man. And you know. This has been probably one of the best, to worst few months of my life and understanding all the things that I'm going through and having my father graduate to glory and, and just losing or having my father graduate as in knowing where he is in heaven and right. having him not here down here physically. You know, my father was the closest person to me uh, yeah. besides God himself. Like when I had questions about God, I would go to my dad. And, you know, now it's like, I don't have that buffer anymore. So, so the Lord Yahweh says, you know, I am also your father. Don't you ever forget that. So right. now I have two fathers in heaven and, um, right. you know, I, I live, I live for them and I'm so excited to be able to do those things, man. And, uh, just wake up with resilience each and every day, knowing that I'm called, knowing that I'm a King, knowing that, um, 
the best is yet to come and no one can stop me. I fear no one, uh, but God. So when you walk in that power, when you walk in that, um, that anointing of your calling, nobody can stop you. And a lot of people are like, man, you know, like you, you slightly like cocky for real. And I'm just like, Man, yo, you you slightly soft serve for real, you know? What yeah, I'm like, like yeah, people say that to me all the time, man. They're like, <laughs> you're a little arrogant, a little cocky, and I'm like, no, I'm very sure of whose I am, and so exactly. therefore I know who I am, and so it's like that. That's all that is. Exactly, yeah. man. And yeah. uh, I'm only strong because I'm weak. In in yep. Jesus' name, you know, I'm fully submitted to Christ. I chose the fully submitted to Christ package for my life, and that's why. I am uh, uh, thriving each and every day. I like it's, it's, it's a renewed subscription. You feel me? Uh, I like day that. after day. <laughs> so I like that. that's what it is, dog. Yeah, um, man. But man, look, I want to get into you weren't you weren't as strong as you were. You weren't as popping as you were. The curls weren't as luscious as they are. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There. You feel me? They weren't even there <laughs> <laughs> right now. You feel me? Uh, than it was in your past. So yeah. you know, the title of this podcast was you know, or is I chose atheism. And that is a stark contrast between what we are, um, what we are talking about right now. And um, a a quick, a quick little um, commercial. I don't know if if it's coming up like, like backwards to y'all kind of. No, no, it's not. It's not. Oh, straight. All right. All right. Let me bring the light out the way. Let me get it. I'll snap my lighting jacket me up. I got, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all see that? There we go. There we go. (laughs) So my brother is an author, like I said, and he wrote this phenomenal memoir titled My Testimony in the Case Against Jesus Christ, a collection of memoirs, Christopher Miles Wilson. And um, man, look, you don't have, we don't have to go through this whole like, you know, like my mom's like book club or anything like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> can you just give uh, people a, a bit of your testimony, man, and, and how you went from atheism to on fire for Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I got to preface it by kind of giving a disclaimer, though. And that that's, I, I claimed atheism for quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, however, having now come to Christ and having come into belief and, and walking that, um, I look back now and I realize that I wasn't an atheist. I was in it. I was more aligned with agnosticism, um, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you just don't kind of know. Um, but in the deception of my unbelief, I had convinced myself there was no God. Does that, does that make, you know, that's a little bit more of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, man, it, it's crazy. You know, there was no, I grew up just like, you know, a cultural Christian. Um, uh, my parents took us to church when they, you know, if and when they could, we definitely went Christmas Eve or, you know, New Year, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Easter. Uh, but, and, you know, I went with my grandma and them and I come from a Kojic background, my, my family, uh, you know, they're Kojic. And, uh, and so my experience in church wasn't negative. I didn't have church hurt. I didn't have church trauma or anything like that. Um, I think just the world, I think it was just, I was seduced by the world at a very young age for, for the reason of my talents. Um, you know, God had placed quite a bit of talent in me, whether it was sports or music, uh, you know, writing, even, even writing back then I was, I was fairly good at it. So, um, with those talents came a lot of attention and with that attention comes, you know, the selling of the soul, if you will. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, by the time I got to college, man, I was in a, you know, you're in that pseudo intellectualist 
environment, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, intellectualism reigns supreme. And so if the, if it doesn't make logic, if there's no rationale, if there's no uh, proof, if you will, to it, then it can't be real, it can't be verified, and, and there you go. Yeah. So that was really, uh, that was, you know, the beginnings of the end, if you will, was college. Um, getting out of college, I transitioned, I get into the military, I'm in the army now, I'm an intelligence analyst. So once again, I'm in an environment of a ton of information, um, facts and uh, opinions and assessment. And it's my job to think. It's Mm -hmm. my job, you know, that's not every soldier's job, but it's definitely, it was my job to think, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was my job to uh, put the puzzle together and to make things make sense for everybody. And um, looking at, at religion, uh, I couldn't do that. Um, and I choose that word very carefully, religion. Right. So looking at religion, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I couldn't I couldn't put the pieces together. It didn't work. Um, yeah. Uh, got with a young lady. We got married. Life uh, has, you know, had a child. Life goes on um, and things go kind of haywire. And all of a sudden I'm faced with reality. I'm faced with truth. I'm faced with the hardship of just what life had to give me and what life had to offer me for the consequences, really, of my actions Um, and the consequences of my beliefs more than anything. I think a lot of people say it's the consequences of their actions when in reality, it's usually the consequences of their beliefs that then formed a thought, that then formed a behavior, that then formed an action, and now you have a result. And so um, that, that was really what took place. So boom, there I am finding myself like, unfortunately, most young black men in America, I'm incarcerated. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now, um, so let, let's there pause is, there because okay, this is, this is yeah. awesome story time. I appreciate this. This, this is how, yeah. this is great. So, um, so you went to college and you graduated? Yeah. No. Okay. You no. didn't graduate. And then no, I, I ended up getting into the military. Um, I, I, Basically, it wasn't a disciplined enough environment for, yeah, for yeah. me. And, okay. you know, I just, yeah. It wasn't like I didn't do well in school or anything like that. Oh, uh, it was simply just I, I couldn't handle that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and it was it was causing the issues in my studies and whatnot. But, yeah. yeah, so I ended up going into the Army after that. Okay. Yeah, everybody's journey is different, man. So, yeah. um, so you went to the military. And, uh, you know, thank you for your service, you know, first and oh. foremost. there's um, your support. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of... Uh, that is such an uh, just a different topic that I'm not trying to go down, <laughs> but I will. So, okay. you know, when we're talking about the military, there are so many veterans out here that are not given the respect that they are due. Um, every single time I see a, you know, an older gentleman, which is what I usually see, um, you know, with their Navy hat or their, you know, Marine hat or their Army hat on and I always say, sir. Thank you for your service. I, I shake their hand and look them right in their eye. And it's just amazing the responses that I get sometimes. It's like, man, like nobody's ever told me thank you. Or nobody's ever, you know, bought me a coffee or a drink. Or, you know, I do the same thing with um, whether you're your current military, active military, or, or police officers. You know, I believe that God, you know, established, you know, guardian angels, you know, spiritually and also here on earth that they're supposed to protect and serve, you know, their community. And uh, where we are in the United States of America, you know, our country. So, um, man, I, I just truly thank you for uh, for what you've done, uh, whether you think it's 
you know, you were behind a desk or you were had a gun in your hand or whatever, you know, you signed up to uh, protect and serve. So I truly, truly honor you uh, for that, my brother. Um, Thank you, man. Thank you. Now, when it comes to you went from the military, you know, from protecting and serving, and then you found yourself in jail. So that's quite yeah. the roller coaster. So from college to the military to being incarcerated. Can you can you yeah, talk man. about just the emotions behind that? Uh, a lot of feelings of unfairness, like mm -hmm. the things that were happening to me, you know, weren't my fault. Uh, that's how I felt at the time. Yeah. And some of that is true. Some of that, of course, is, is rooted in some truth, but some of that is not. And, you know, and uh, but I, I can tell you, uh, because of how my background went, because I grew up in the traditional American, both my parents are in there in the household, you know, and went to college and da 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 da. My my personality or my views while incarcerated uh, was very different to those who surrounded me. Mm -hmm. However, it gave me um, it gave me the ability to appreciate where I came from. Number one, first and foremost, I immediately appreciated everything that I'd ever had. Yeah. Uh, and the second was, and 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 that and what I had was a richness of people who loved and cared about me. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the material things, but just knowing like. Man, there's people in there who are alone, bro. There's people in there who will never talk to anybody if it wasn't for the other inmates in there because there's mm -hmm. nobody to call. There's nobody back home for them. And like, man, that's a real sobering thought, especially, you know, uh, that considering like the hopelessness that's found in that place. Right. Um, and so, yeah, the, the emotional range was. It, it, it was. So it was a wide range, but it was, it was extremely wide sure. range. And like, sure. it, it's what led me to writing the book and all that good stuff, of course. But, um, it was simply just out of nowhere, I was able to feel and hear and see things that I had never felt, heard or seen before. And, and I'm not even talking about because I was in jail. I mean, uh, I, in the, in the spiritual sense, out of nowhere, okay. all of a sudden, um, I was awake. I could see a thing okay. um, and I could notice I was paying attention because uh, I, mean, I was looking for any way to escape, okay. you know, um, I wasn't willing to do some of the things that everybody else was willing to do to escape. Because, like, you know, mm -hmm. although you're incarcerated, you still have options. You know, there's still drugs, there's still alcohol, sure. there's still, you know, and all that stuff is still around. You know, you can gamble, you can you can do whatever. Um, there's vices there for you to to get rid of the thoughts and the feelings and the depression and the sorrow and all that. Um, but instead, man, for whatever reason. I just was like, man, let me go on go read this little Bible, you know, because mm -hmm. at the very least, I did understand this thing about the Bible. I understood that it had good tenets. Like, I, I liked some of the words that I found in there. I liked some of the thoughts. I, I wasn't mm -hmm. going for the whole God thing, but like yeah. Proverbs was dope. You know, Proverbs is dope. Very um, much. And, and, you know, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, he, he snuck. He snuck in on me. He snuck in on me. <laughs> so, so when you were in jail, you weren't like, yo, this is why I, I hate God even more, because now I went from this and now I'm in this. I'm at rock bottom. I don't I don't even want to do this anymore. But you're saying there, there God... was a moment like that. OK, there was a moment. There was a moment. But it was it was different. It, it, it actually came after I had already decided that he was real. OK. Um. And and it was really just because at that point I was like, well, I, I believe in you now. So right. So, so what, like, what was that moment? What, what like you said, yo, okay, this is real. Man, 
Okay, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, dude, it was crazy. Okay, so I'll never forget it. It was a Monday because uh, Bible study <laughs> was on Monday. Uh -huh. um, and we're doing a, a Bible study about running the race with endurance or something to that effect. We we're talking about, you know, Paul. And, and uh, by this point, I'm faking it till I make it. I'm, I'm in there, I'm in yeah. the Bible study. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing well if you, and I'm saying that, but I'm doing well in Bible study because, again, I'm a bit more educated than the average brother in there. And so I know a bit more about the Bible at that point. So I'm able to kind of like fake it till I make it with the people who are coming to preach mm -hmm. the gospel to us. Of course. And then, and then I go into my cell right after and uh, I'm like washing my hands and I decide you know what? I'm actually going to give it a go. I'm, I'm going to try it out and do the real thing. So like, I remember washing my hands literally, but also washing my hands in my mind figuratively of all the things that were bloodying them really. Right. Like that made my hands bloody. It was like, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be this guy anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. So I'm like washing my hands and I look in like the little metal thing that they call a mirror it's not but i'm looking at it and i see myself and i feel my mouth move and it says i'm going home i remember saying to myself i'm going home mm -hmm. and then i walked out the cell i go on the phone get in the phone line call mom and dad mm -hmm. and my dad picks up and his voice is like full of cheer and joy i can like just tell he's like hey buddy and da 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 da, da. and i'm like bro i'm in yeah. jail like what you got going you know and uh, right He's like, I was supposed to see my lawyer that day. And for whatever reason, I didn't get a chance to. And he says, uh, did you did you hear from your lawyer? And I said, no. Nah, and he goes, they dropped all the charges, man. You're, you're going home. And I was like, I know. I was like, I know. And he was like, how do you know? And I was like, yeah, I couldn't. I, bro, there was nothing else I could say but these three words. And I said, God told me. I had no other explanation other than yeah. the fact that, like, I had just, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I yeah. knew right then, it, you know, and to hear it come from, you know, to hear my father tell me that mm -hmm. I was free, you know, it, it's like, it's like what you just said. It was like, ah, there was that, you know, uh -huh. God was showing me like, yeah. the father is setting you free on this one kind of a thing. And, and was, then your father here on earth is like, yo, yeah, the cosign, the earthly cosign. Bro. That earthly cosign, right? Mm -hmm. that, that confirmation, that, that yeah. you know, the hands and feet, and um, wow. yeah, man. From that from that moment on, I was I was fully bought in. It was just a matter of him cleaning me up at that point. That's good, man. So, man, that's good. Uh, you know, that's that, that's dope. All right, so uh, <laughs> I, I want to dig a little bit deeper. Um, if you sure. mind sharing, you know, if you don't, I definitely understand. So, no, no. Um, what were the charges and how long were you in for? So uh, domestic violence, actually. So I, okay. I was previously married. Um, and yeah, uh, some things that transpired that led to that situation. No, sure. It's not like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I don't know where I was, you know, but, uh -huh. but it, but yeah, so, but I, it was uh, domestic violence and I was incarcerated. I was pre-trial incarcerated for just shy of a year. Okay. Um, and then was released uh there was a lot of rigmarole the legal system ain't as clean as we think you know there's Brother, a lot of you, you know, don't twists even and have to tell me that. yeah man it ain't that simple right <laughs> and so uh so i'm free right like i'm uh -huh. free and then like within eight months of being out i'm back in wow so this yeah. is like a plot twist dog tr 
Trust me. Like wow. when I said, I, when I told you, I would say I was like mad at God because I believed him, but there yeah. I wasn't. Just, that's when it happened. It was like you let me go and then you put me back. Wow. And and like when he put me back, he was like, you know, I had no choice but to pay attention at that point. I, wait, that, wait, that wait. So, so he put changed. you back. So this was mm-hmm. after you got the call from your dad saying all the charges were dropped. Everything was dropped. I'm out for like eight months, and within eight oh, months, this is of, part two. Yeah, that's like part two. Yeah. Oh, bro, yeah. bro, go, go yeah. ahead. Explain that. Yeah, man. This is um, wild. Uh, it, without giving personal details, of course, of course. Like, I got got. I got got by the system, really. Um, okay. Uh, so, like, parole and probation. Um, yeah, it it was. It, it, it's a thing. So I was on. I was on probation, even though I was out, and they mm-hmm. had dropped everything. It was a. It got was a it. weird situation. Yeah. Um. Say less. And, and then uh. I violated probation in in a way that I didn't I couldn't even believe it was mm-hmm. considered a violation. But mm-hmm. so I violate, they bring me back. Mm-hmm. It was at that moment that me and God had beef. Now I got now wow. me and him. Now I got beef for him because I'm like, no, I know you're real now. And at this point, I feel like you're picking on me. Mm, you know, wow. the first time you had me in here was to get my attention. Yeah. This time, what you, what's going on? What's what's the point? What what are you doing? Right. Uh-huh. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to church. I'm at church every Sunday. I'm right. I'm at Bible study every Wednesday at the right. church. I'm also living foul. Okay. I'm living foul, but I'm going to church. I'm you know, and so boom. Now I'm back in jail, and uh, I meet this brother who had uh, I ain't gonna say his name, but he had right. Jesus is real tattooed mm-hmm. across his stomach like this right here, <laughs> and. Wow. Uh, Tupac stop. Bro. And we and him would go to the to the little quiet room upstairs and we would just do Bible study. And that happened every day for the next eleven months or so. Even if he wasn't there, I was there. Next yeah. thing you know, we, we had a small group, you know, and uh that that became my identity in jail. My identity went from they used to call me G.I. Joe because they knew I was in the military. Okay. So I went from that guy to Oh man, if you want to go talk to Chris, or if you, they would still call me GI, but like if you want to go talk to him, you got to go upstairs. He's studying his Bible, or like oh, if you got a question, you know. So I would talk to the Muslim brothers all the time. Yeah. I would talk to uh, the brothers who didn't believe in anybody. I would talk to Jews. I would talk to uh, uh, the Buddhists who were there. It, it didn't matter. We would just mm-hmm. talk about God. And uh, man, I had at at that point, my prayer life became a thing. First of mm-hmm. all. Um, my study life or my, my Bible study, uh, became a real thing. And, um, I really, I started noticing my influence was growing even in prison mm-hmm. and, and I'm reading Paul, I'm reading Paul's writings as he's incarcerated. Right. And I'm like, I'm learning how to flip a prison mm-hmm. basically. Right. All of a sudden I realized like, I got a lot more influence. I have a lot more, uh, ability to move about this place freely but it's only when I speak the gospel that this happens, mm-hmm. right? Um, I became a librarian, which meant now I have an access to every book in the in the jail that I want. Mm-hmm. I also have access to every prisoner because they all got to come see me for a book. And so like now I get wow. to, you know, so I got to testify to somebody every day. I got to yeah. sharpen that, that skill set of evangelism. And, you know, and just praying for people and just being uh, a servant. And I learned um, 
a ton, man. I tell people all the time, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I hated, you know, being in there, uh, man, I, I, I've seen way too many miracles at this point to to not have realized the blessing that that was on my life. Yeah. So, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was it was a crazy time in life, but uh, you know, God carried me through it. He delivered me out of that, man. And and so here I am. I stand an overcomer. Absolutely, man. So, so how, like, how long were you in there the second time? Man, I was in there for like 11 months the second time. All wow. said and done, all said and done, I, I was incarcerated for just shy of two years. Okay. Um, but with a tumultuous up ebb and flow. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. Because, you know, uh, my situation was so unique and it was so complicated that even the justice system, and when I say my situation, like, I'm still in the military when I first got arrested. So, like, wow. who, who owns me? Yeah. Right. Was a was an argument, really. Right. You know, yeah. between the federal government and the state. And so it yeah. was like, yeah. And so there was a lot of ebb and flow, a lot of, oh, you're free. You're not free. Oh, yeah. you're incarcerated. You're not. Incar-. You know, it was a lot of that For sure. because of, you know. And so, um, yeah, man, trying to trying to maintain sanity, trying to maintain peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned real quick, man, that you got to know the Prince of Peace. Otherwise, yeah, you, you, you get the you go get the. <laughs> That's facts, bro. Yeah, man. Wow, that's it's such a this is an incredible story. So when you when you uh got out the final time, were you like, Am I gonna be back here? Is there anything else I need to learn? Do I need to like am I good? Like nah man, he he I knew straight up I would never go back except by way of evangelism. I knew. Uh and that you know, and that's because while I was in at some point. God spoke to me and let me know, like, I had to call in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Like, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I get a, uh, I asked for a, uh, an appointment with the chaplain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like early on the second time. So I asked for an appointment with the chaplain. And that, but that flipped into him mentoring me the entire time I was in. Um, okay. and, and like actually guiding me through my discipleship process. And actually, like maturing me in my faith and bringing me, you know, into into fruition, really. Um, so by the time I left, I was like, I'm never going back there except to preach the gospel. <laughs> it was like, but I'll never be. Yeah, I was like, nah, 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 right. nah I'm good. Right, right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, just just a listening and and for me, uh, I do my best to listen to understand instead of. Uh, listening to respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do my best to do a lot of active listening. And man, you know, your story is incredible, bro. And how basically you're saying you got out the first time, you know, you were going to church, but you was living foul. So mm-hmm. God had to take you back to the place where you first really acknowledged, yo, I think he's so you could really almost get like a second dose or a second helping of, all right, this is really who God is. Now I know my ministry. And now I'm going to be a prophet to all the nations. That's that, that's you know what I got from what you said, man. And um, wow, yeah, yeah, that, man, I'm right there with you. I'm still uh, I'm still uh, in awe of man. I'm about like getting emotional over it. Uh, As you should, just bro. how um, 
bro, like he's really faithful, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand that. Like until you have done wrong by him and you see his grace and mercy that he, yeah. that he yet, that he will yet deliver you. Yeah. Um, like I couldn't deny that. Like that, that was really what it did. That's really what did it for me was like, I'm not worth your effort. And yeah. yet you're giving me effort. Yeah. And so, you know, I've denied you not just to myself, but I've, I have caused unbelief in others. Wow. I have caused the lack of faith in others. I have stolen, I have killed, I have destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Like I have been your adversary and you still. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, yeah, man, like I couldn't deny that. I, I just couldn't anymore. I think yeah. I couldn't, you know, I didn't care what anybody said. I wasn't about to deny him. So no, for sure. Uh, but yeah. That's good, man. And you mentioned um, the Apostle Paul, formerly known as Saul, the, right. the mercenary, the Christian right. for, for fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's like uh, I'm pretty much all the apostles at some point ended up in yeah. behind bars. <laughs> at oh, yeah. some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, where, I, I, where, I felt, where I felt really connected with Paul was um, his persecution of the church. Mm-hmm. that's where where I connected with him. I, I was like, man, I've done that. You know, I've, yeah. I've come for the Christian faith. You know, I remember having debates with mom and dad in the living room at like 18, 19 yeah. and, and tearing them up. I'm lighting them up from being honest because they didn't know their word at the time. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's different now. Like what happened to me changed my entire family yeah. um, just because at, at that point, like nobody could deny God, like no one in right. our family could deny him personally, you know, publicly, we, we just couldn't. And, uh, right. but yeah, but I really understood what it meant to persecute the church. Cause I've been there, you know, I'd done that. And, you know, I wrote the book. <laughs> you wrote the- <laughs> Yo, let's talk about that, the, man. And, and that can go in so many different ways. Like, you know, when I look at society today, and that's kind of, you know, what I want to build a bridge to in, in, a, in a couple of mm-hmm. moments here. Uh, when we look at our government, when we look at our um, certainly celebrities, my perfect example uh, is two people, Kanye West and, and President Donald J. Trump. How in the world? How in the world can I say I'm a believer? And I believe all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but God's grace is sufficient to all those who call on his name. And for me to say that Kanye West and his salvation is, is not real. Right. For me to say that, you know, um, Donald Trump, he professes to be a Christian, that he's not real. To say that what they're doing, um, everybody's given a portion. And it's up to you to stay at that level or it's up to you to be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not my job to say, you know what, I hate them. I hate what they stand for. I hate what they've done, this, that, and the third. But I'm going to still go to church and I'm going to pray and worship God. That's basically saying you are denying the essence of Christianity. You're denying the top two uh, commandments given by God which is to right. love God with all your heart and love your neighbor. In, in the Bible, it doesn't say love your blue neighbor, your green neighbor, your white neighbor, your black neighbor. It says love your neighbor. So 
when I see so many people uh, condemning people who profess that they are Christians um, that may not be living like it, you know, it's one thing to hold somebody accountable, but it's another thing to say, you're wrong. I hate you. I hope that you die. You're, you're steering people astray. It's not, it's not your right. job. You right. know, you, you are to pray for these people and hold them accountable when they're doing things, you know, contrary to what the word of God, of course. Right. But that's not your job, man. So it's just amazing. You know, uh, the apostle Paul is the perfect example. How can I love the Bible and read the Bible and put on the whole armor of God when that part of the Bible was written by a murderer who killed Christians for fun? And you're telling me I can't I can't support somebody like Kanye West for putting out music that he, he quotes Jesus and the scripture more than gospel artists do. Yes, I said it. I said it. And I, I don't fear anybody for saying that. You can you can call me up. He's expressed. These are my views expressed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. I think that comes, I think that comes really from a lack of uh, diligence in the personal prayer life. Cause I found mm-hmm. that like, um, cause again, back on Paul, he said, if, if you still squabble, right. If you're still arguing, if you have these petty conversations among you, are you not yet human? Are you not still human? You're not thinking with your spirit, man. You're thinking with your flesh. You know, you're not, you're not. It's like my answer to things I don't like is prayer. Mm -hmm. My answer to things I'm thankful for is prayer. My answer is prayer. Like, which one we do? My answer is going to be prayer. Um, You know, it's like, how do you feel about uh, Kanye West and, and this and this and this? And I'm like, I feel like I bumped Donda. I feel like I bumped Jesus is King. Because sometimes I want to listen to hood rat stuff. And that y'all also, slap. <laughs> right. And it's slap, slap right? That joy like, slap. I like listen, crazy. I want to listen to rap, but I want to listen to rap that's not gonna make me want to go out here and, and do stuff that exactly. I don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and, and kind of going back a little bit, I don't I, and I'm and I hate to jump back, but you know, some of those things that were subconsciously causing my agnosticism. With some of like the music that I was listening to, and mm-hmm. it's not like hey, I know what people are thinking right now when they heard me say that. They're thinking, you know, it, it wasn't even music that you would think. It was, you know, I was just telling uh, my fiance about. It. I was saying, hey, there's this music, there's this this band I used to listen to when I was a kid, and I loved it. But I was listening to some of the lyrics today, and I realized like the entire I album. Love it. <laughs> no, the entire album was an ode to atheism. Like yeah. lit, it was literally an ode to atheism. And these mm-hmm. were, and to this day, I know every word of the album and I'm like, yo, that's imprinted on me. Mm-hmm. That's imprinted. I have to ask God to remove that memory so that it doesn't cloud my thoughts going forward. Like there's so much, man, like guarding your ear gates, guarding your eye gates um, that, you know, that you were, yeah, yeah. I saw where you were going and I'm like, ah. yeah, facts. Like I'm right there with you, man. So, Listen, man, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit is real, dog. And, you know, I, I created this uh, this podcast and this show just to, you know, for this reason, exactly to be unfiltered, uncensored. Um, social media is censored. Uh, we live in a very censored society uh, and I'm about to go there. So for those of you who are listening, y'all know what it is. So strap up. So um, how in the world can I see pornography each and every day on, on social media in one way or another? Um and just easy access to things like that. But 
I cannot see a trial from a Miss Maxwell who is connected to Jeffrey Epstein, who um, it's almost like made sex trafficking uh, the coolest thing to do in Hollywood. Yep. Said that, too. Um, and it, it's amazing. So the, the media is saying, oh, man, we can't we can't allow that to happen. We're going to censor that because it's too sensationalized for our viewers. But meanwhile, you got every man and woman and boy and thing doing all types of freaky stuff in these movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. social media. So, so what's the difference? Let's let's share it all. And um, I say the Holy Spirit is real because I was reading uh, just skimming through the book about what I want to talk to um, in your book. And it's so funny. It, I, I want to talk about you going to laugh. Uh, I want to talk about Exhibit A alone. OK. OK. And I'm going to read an excerpt from this um, from your book. So to those of you who are listening, y'all should know me by now. So there's that. Uh, I listen to the music of our children and it fills me with despair. What have we done with the gift of life that our future finds solace in lamentation? Has the idolatry seen in our lives caused their resentment? What traumas have we brought with us from our past? What lies have we passed down as truths? Their spirits bear witness to the wounds they have sustained. And unlike the generations before, they will not be silenced by mere dismissal. They weep aloud, and we call it, quote, a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. But what more witness could prove of our collective failures by the tears of a broken child? Our failures can be redeemed with the telling of a different story, a based-on-the-truth story, one that does not end in a need or lamentation, but jubilation. One that has no idols, only gods. One word trauma is but the first half, a soon-to-be miracle, or where truth is the only welcome inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, Christopher Miles Wilson, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> that is... Um, that is that is exactly what we're speaking to right now. Um, a few things we mentioned in the past in, in terms of, you know, your testimony, uh, the justice system is very is very interesting. Um, yeah. I, I read a post that was on my short film called The Meetup, which um, I released uh, December 20th. I released publicly and I have close to 10,000 views now and I'm so excited about it. Um, it was a, a project based on fixing the justice system and creating unity and community making sure all lives matter at all times mm-hmm. and and it's just it's incredible man because your situation um i'm sure you've seen people who had it worse than you but Wait. the justice system this comment said the justice system doesn't fail it's the people who are carrying out the justice who fail yeah, and I disagree with that <laughs> I, you know I, I i was just like if we're ta- if we're talking about god's justice that comment is correct that doesn't fail but right. people are imperfect people and that's why god will be like all right you're not going to do it then i'll send somebody else to do it uh moses 
Moses, you struck the rock. You did exactly what I told you not to do. I, I delivered you. My justice was real. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm about to really go in right now. Uh, my justice is real. I delivered you like I said I would. But you decided to not carry out justice in my way. You decided to strike the rock and do it in your own way. So therefore, right. you failed in this portion. But my justice is always true. It's the justice of man. So it, it was almost like a, a I, when I read it, I was like, what? And then I thought about it from a spiritual context. I don't know if that person, you know, you know, is is a you know believer or whatnot, but it, it made sense, bro. Uh, but God spared you, and, yeah. and he 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 took care. And of he you. taught me. He taught me the truth of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, he really taught me the truth of justice. The first thing I learned was that justice is not blind. Our God sees. Mm-hmm. Our God can see, and so you know, although it is a you know, it's a beautiful imagery of Lady Justice with the blindfold because, you know, she's being fair and impartial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I question it in my book, actually. I question that. And I, and I ask the question of, well, well, if she's blind, then when, you know, how can she see uh, new injustices or new versions of injustice? If she only knows, like, when, when was she blindfolded? Right. Like, what was her, what was her vision? When was the last thing she saw before you put flying ears on her because the moment you do that that's what justice says is justice like and so if if uh you know going back to what you said about that comment that's i think what they meant by the people get messed up so it's like mm-hmm. well justice in the sense of god like you said is very much so perfected mm-hmm. um the issue that we thank have you, is that right thank god <laughs> <laughs> thank god the, the issue we have is when mankind seeks justice but in reality or when mankind calls uh retribution justice uh, or punishment right like justice and punishment are not the same they're not Mm -hmm. built equally Um, Mm -hmm. they're not even intended for the same purpose and so uh you know justice is about making something whole justice is about restoration whereas punishment is about you know making you not do that thing again and so when we look at the justice system, especially here in America, um, that question has to be brought up. Well, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to prevent people from doing crime? Are you trying to deter them? Or are you trying to rehabilitate those who do commit crime um, and, and therefore causing a restoration within the community because these people will go back out into the community and no longer commit crime? Um, and so, but but we, we have yet to kind of figure this out in America. And I think we're wrestling and dealing with a lot of those consequences. Um, one of the one of the uh, one of my biggest writing heroes, uh, Khalil Gibran. Uh, he's a philosopher and poet, and yeah, um, actually, like the intro to the book is really an homage to him. I almost—it's not verbatim, but it's a—it's basically my retelling of the beginning of his book called *The Prophet*. Mm-hmm. Um, and in *The Prophet*, he asked the question of like he or he says, "I have heard you speak about those." who have uh, done a wrong in your society as if they're not one of you. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that is what I have learned uh, most um, having experienced it was the way that people looked at me when they heard I had went to jail, not knowing why I went, not knowing right. the circumstances, not knowing the context, but simply the fact, you know, it was like, it was, I was like, wow, you, assume quite a bit yeah. you also assume that like 
the, the other thing is if I'm out, then I've paid my debt, right? Mm-hmm. According to our system, mm-hmm. I should be good to go, but yet I still have the residual effect of the court of uh, public opinion, public opinion, the court of yep. public opinion That's has it. no justice. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that, that man, yeah, justice is a, it was a, it was a major theme, uh, coming out of jail, going into the book, coming, you know, and so it's been, now it's a, it's a core tenant to, you know, um, to my identity and to my personhood in Christ is being a pillar of justice and being a voice for justice, even when it's unpopular, yeah. um, which is 99% of the time. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I appreciate your candor, bro. You know, yeah. a lot of people, here I go about to get deep again. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> they they don't want to share what they've been through. Um, and I have a problem with that, especially if you're a believer, because we are called to evangelize. Right. And most importantly, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our word testimony. Of our testimony. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So if you don't give your testimony, do you really do, do you really? know God like that? Do you really love God like that? Yeah. And that doesn't mean you got to go out in these streets and, you know, oh, and do like we do. But, course. but, 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 you know. If uh, you feel the Holy Spirit and yeah. you're in a situation and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't want to because I'm ashamed. Was Yeshua right. ashamed when he hung on the cross? Right. So. And I don't want him to deny me in front ever. of the Father. Like, that's, you that's, dig? That's you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm trying to get there and be like, "Hey, Ever. hey, what's up, Jesus?" He'd be like, "That's my boy. He's Ever. good. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, yeah, he's good. You can let yes. him in. He's good. Yeah. Crown him on the way in. Yeah, go ahead and give him a couple crowns. Go about his day. Yeah, I, I want that. I need. That. I want you know? to look like a giraffe in heaven. You <laughs> dig me? That that's how many crowns I want on my head. You dig? Like you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, I want to walk in. I I want my in my mansion in my house. My doors to be so you gotta, big. You got because duck down. all the you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, what man. I'm living for, dog. And yeah, you know, everybody doesn't have that that spirit about them. That um that zeal. But it's mm-hmm. up to people like ourselves. It's up to the people who are listening. The people who are watching. To be that leader, the Royalty Connection podcast, making sure leaders are connected together so we can understand who our leader is, where we get our gifts from, and help people be the change that they have been gifted to do. You know, yeah, it's, it's like we see all these problems out in the world and we're asking God to fix them. And God's like, well, that's why I created you. So... Man, you know? <laughs> I, I, I tell some people that all the time. I'm like, uh, there was a question on the earth. There was a problem. And, you know, August 19th, 90, he answered it. Here I am. So, you know, and it's like, and I say mm-hmm. that meaning it that it is the same for you, just as it is the same for everybody listening. You know, it's like the day you were born, God answered a question that the world had of him. Amen. You know, um, and he also solved the problem at the same time, you know, Amen. you know, you know, in Jesus name, right? Like by the name of Jesus, all things, you know, and mm-hmm. so, and it's like those of us who are in Christ, we have that same compelling power um, where 
yeah, you know, yeah, that's why we love an underdog story. That's why we love, you know, we love it because it's like, man, that's that's yeah. redemption. That's that's salvation. That's yeah. you know, that's God. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Brother, you um you got a story that's that should be recorded on film. And you know, my my biggest prayer, um I, w- I was laying in bed last night with my wife and um all right, why not? So, uh I went <laughs> This is about to be so controversial and I love it cuz I really Uh-oh. don't care cuz I I, I I I know where the spirit is. Uh ooh, this is about to be a good one. Uh so Oh, this is about to be good. I, all right, all right, all right. So I saw Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Great film. Marvel does some great things. However, I realized that when you serve the Lord, you got to make a stance, right? Mm-hmm. When when you know that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and rulers of darkness. Mm-hmm. The whole movie was based on a spell cast gone wrong. And I don't know if you saw it. My bad. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. So I'm where we are. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So uh, then, matter of fact, I I won't. I won't even spoil it for you. So no no spoilers. You see it. um, Yeah. I I want you to give me a call, and I want you to tell me what you think, and I want you to tell me if you're ever going to watch another movie uh, with certain characters in it afterwards. I know. I think I have an idea of what character you're talking about. Because there's two. There's two specifically. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of probably your spellcaster. And uh, right. And, and there, there's somebody else. And you'll okay. Okay. You, you, you'll you'll figure it out. And okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Just how things are hidden in plain sight, um, based nice. on your book, <laughs> what I just read, <laughs> talking about idols being built. Yeah. protecting our ear gate and our eye gate but we're having kids you know going to support movies that support spell casting opening portals come on man come on well, man you know, it's not it's not that serious is it is it come on dj is it that come serious on, man? man is it that serious man, oh, man. Do we have to, you know what i'm saying like is it you know that that's how you know it's like it's just a movie and it is, boy, but it's also not. If it's inspirational, I, I always I, I point this out to I, I point. Let me yeah. If something is inspirational to you, if you break down that word, it is in spirit, right? It, and so it's like, all right. So it's a spirit. Actually, that was probably one of the most fire things I ever heard in my life. So. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to have to <laughs> go ahead, man. You got that. Hey, yo, <laughs> but it is, it's a spirit. If something inspires you, it's a spirit. Please say that so one like, more time and very slowly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If something inspires you, it's a spirit. It's in spirit. Um, there's a poem somewhere in the book. I, listen, I'm the worst author of all time. Cause I have no idea where it is in my book. 
But there's we're not gonna speak that you're one of the best authors of all time. You just can't <laughs> remember right you. now. I appreciate you, man. Thank and you. that's Thank on you, God. You know what I'm saying? Lifting me up. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. But it's uh, there's a place in there where I say uh, inspiration in spiritual creation. Uh huh. And like that's yeah. Like when you're inspired, when something is inspirational, it's in spiritual creation that you will make the thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if 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 I can be inspired by something. Or if I am inspired by it, uh, great. But also, I need to be aware of what I let inspire me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go watch a Marvel movie and enjoy the movie for the action and all that stuff. Yes, hundred percent. But the child, you know. But I'm a child of God, and I know what I know, and I know what I'm looking at, and I know what I'm seeing. And like you said, you were aware. You were like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that might not be the case for the twelve year old little boy. He mm-hmm. he's watching Spider Man movie. He's seeing his heroes. Mm-hmm. They're literally his heroes, literally. And so, you know, um, now he's, you know, that's that's the mindset. That's the mentality. Like, I I loved magic as a kid. I still do magic tricks all day long. Like, got a deck of cards right here. I, I love magic, man. I love showing kids magic tricks. I also am very quick to let them know it's a trick. Mm-hmm. Very quick. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how I did it, but it's not real. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. You know, I, I give them that that truth. You know, I don't ruin it for them. Mm-hmm. I still let them see it. It's fun. It's they don't know how I did it. I don't let them reject the blessing of wonder. Don't reject the blessing of wonder. But understand that what you think is magic is deception. Like and purposeful deception. I am purposefully doing things that you don't see me do. I am purposely saying things to make you not pay attention to what I'm actually doing. And so it's, you know, when you have a mindset, uh, you know, like that, when you are aware uh, that the world does operate in this manner, um, it makes you that much more able to defend yourself against the adversary, his tricks, his attacks, because he's an angel of light. It's not like he's going to show up to you like the exorcist. I don't know why people feel like the devil's going to show up scary. He's right. gonna show up looking phenomenal. He's gonna show right. up looking good. He's gonna show up talking right. that talk. He's gonna show up giving you everything that you want. There's just mad strings attached on the back end that you can't see because of deception. Yeah, man. And so you know, yeah, man. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. It's it's uh again. I, I know for a fact that I I'm an acquired taste. I know that the people around me are an acquired taste because I'm different, dog. You know, Jesus died for me, so I'm going to live for him in every single way I can. I know I'm not perfect, but I do my best to uh, perfect every single day that I'm I'm blessed to see, according to God's grace, man. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, I, I love the Marvel films. Um, you know, some of them I have not watched just because it disturbs my spirit. And um, this one, you know, looking back at it, I kept replaying it in my mind. And I'm like, this this was really, uh, this was really interesting. And I, I would not recommend this to somebody who is sensitive to the Holy spirit. Boom. I, I just. Okay. Not, That's good stuff, man. It's, it's not popular dog. And you know, some people, you know, you want to watch it to, to, for your own perspective. Of course, of course I, I research, do what you need to do to, yeah, sure. to experience it on your own. But I guarantee you, if the Holy Spirit is very present in your life, you'll understand that, yes, it was a movie, but those thoughts that you've seen and you heard are implanted in your brain until you hit 
uh, clear history from your brain. It's still in there. And, you know, if you're exposed to something that, you know, is of spiritual paranormal activity, people love that. People love paranormal activity things. And then one day you're asleep and you wake up and there's something standing over you that you can't punch, hit or shoot. What you going to do? And who are you going to blame? How are you going to fight? You know, yeah, so yeah. it's just always again, I'm I read from your book, my dog. You feel me? So I'm just I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm saying what you're saying. I'm saying what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying what God's saying. And, yeah. you know, I'll, I say uh, I got this from a, uh, it's a pastor named Marcus Rogers. This man said um, it's not judgment if I'm telling you what the judgment. So <laughs> please don't get angry with me. <laughs> please, please, please don't get angry with me. You take my inspiration quote, I'm taking that judgment quote, and we'll Copy call that. it even. And we'll, right, we'll, we'll call it spade a spade, brother. <laughs> I'm not I'm not judging you. If you say right. you're a believer, then I'm I, like, this is just, this is the word of God that we live by. Now, if you're not a believer, of course, we're going to have some disagreements. I mean, that's that's on you. You do what you want to do. But we're, we're, we're held accountable. We're, we're held to a different standard. So, yes. you know, I do my best to like, really live my my life like that man there's certain choices i won't do within the industry because you know it it disturbs my spirit um yeah. i tell my wife and my family all the time you think i'd have a grammy or an oscar by the way I, I i decline certain opportunities because you know they just sit don't sit well with my spirit and i know god's going to provide i know god's right. going to provide so i'm not tripping and i know right. the people who hear this and watch this um if they're you know of the like mind of like spirit then uh you know God will bring us together to work, but I'm not yeah. worried about man providing food for me. Um, so I know God's got it, man. So, oh, wow. shameless plug, man, shameless plug. I was wow. watching your podcast. I, I don't remember the brother's name. He's a fellow uh, uh, entertainer, um, and he was saying something very similar. Y'all were having that conversation, and I was watching you two talk about it, and I was like, man, it, it was nice to see it. It was nice to see two brothers actually have that convo um, and have had to endure it. Because, yeah. like, I know some, I know some, I know some of the things that you've turned down. Like we've talked about that, you know. Yes. And I'm like, bro, you, you, you better <laughs> than me. <laughs> you better than me. Also, that's not my calling, but you better than ah, me. You know what I'm saying? That's so good. Like, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Uh, it's like, and so that's that's the thing. It's like, like I'm working on a new book right now, and I'm having a time because mm -hmm. there are some easy outs for me as a writer, which in any other circumstance would be totally okay. And you could definitely write that. And I'm having a time because I'm like, will it be a stumbling block to anybody? Good. You know, and um, good, bro. man, it, like, you know, even with this, even with the last project, even with the, my testimony mm -hmm. uh, in the case against Jesus Christ, the first book, it, like I, <laughs> Bro, and you guys all the people who were around me during it man i went through it like i went yeah. through it you know because i just wanted to make sure that what i wrote was not just true but it was true to the word of god that it was it was mm -hmm. it i didn't i did not want to say something that would cause my brother or sister to stumble i didn't yes. want to say something yes. that would uh cause enmity between you and God. I had lived a life of doing that already. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my, the whole 
point of my testimony was to mm-hmm. prove that I wasn't going to do that again. And so it was, you know, um, it's not easy to live as we are called when the world provides opportunities left and right every to single go day. Stray every day every minute to go slightly askew not even it's not like they full blown saying oh deny god mm-hmm. no again it's subtle yeah it's it's deceptive Very. it's 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 magical you know, yeah i'll give i'll give a little here i'll give a little here right i'll <laughs> compromise right here but yeah. not realizing that i'm not compromising nothing i'm compromising my integrity my moral yeah. my character i'm i'm compromise i'm grieving holy spirit mm-hmm. um you know i'm yeah, man. Yeah, but it was yeah. Going, you know, I, I love watching y'all y'all brothers talk about that. I was like, okay, <laughs> praise God, man, praise yeah, God. Man. That was uh, my right boy. Leaders to leaders, man. Th- that's it, man. That's what we're doing yeah, right man. now, and and that's what we're planning to do in the future. That was my brother Malcolm Chavis. Great guy, great guy. Um, yeah. man. So look, what's what's on uh, the horizon for you? you? Said you're you're creating a new book. You're you're in the in the. Uh, I want to say the foundational phase because you laid the foundation with your first book. Hallelujah. You dig me? Thank you. Uh, so now <laughs> you just, yeah, it is, bro. <laughs> so, so now you just, you're, you're building your kingdom. You're building your development. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm writing again. Uh, well, I don't, I don't stop writing, but with intention, yes, uh, yes. The, you know, working on a project right now, um, it's, it's going to be fun, man. It, it might, to, from from what I've heard from those who have kind of you know been around with me, uh, I might have an answer to the Marvel universe. I might have an answer to it, you know, what I'm in in the book because it's my mm-hmm. first fiction. Um, okay. it's it's the first story that I'm telling that's not mine. Um, huh. It's the first story that I'm telling that's uh, completely just of my imagination, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, again, trying to keep it. Who were you trying, inspired? You know, trying to keep by? it G. Trying to keep it one hundred. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. It's it's been that's been a that's been a challenge. But working on that, um, I still do fitness. Uh, so yeah, that's that's actually my bread and butter, right? Like I'm I'm a trainer, so like, that's mm-hmm. what I do. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm still doing that. You train <laughs> people in their body and their medulla. You feel bro, me? Let me tell you. Can I tell you what you God told me? me? Bro, yeah. let me tell you what God told me about what I do. <laughs> This this is this has yeah. kept me being a personal trainer because I've wanted to quit so many times. This has kept me. Um Paul, who I again, outside of Jesus Christ himself, Paul is like that's you know, I, I like to say that I, I learned the gospels at the knee of Paul. For sure. Um because no one else was really there like in the jail. Yeah. Like I'm just it's just me and him. Right. And, and Jesus, you know, and so it's like, but Paul was a tent maker. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Paul is a tent maker and another word for tent is tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And another word for tabernacle is temple. Mm -hmm. And do you not know that your body is a temple for the Holy, right? And so it was Mm -hmm. like, when God showed me that I was a tent maker, that that's what personal trainers are, that we we build the temple of God in the physical realm, in the body. Yeah. And that and that, that was going to be uh what I was called forth for. He was like, 
you know, it's not like training is my identity, but again, yes, I train mm. the, I train the physical, but I tell all my, I tell every single client of mine, I'm going to train you mentally and you're going to, and I tell my, I tell them this cause you know, you had to be, you know what I'm saying? We, we in the world, but not of it. So I let mm-hmm. them know, like, I'm going to train you spiritually as well. Um, and the thing about that is, you know, I let them know, I'm like, I'm not going to force my beliefs on you. However, I am going to show you some of the spiritual realities that I know to be the truth. Um, I don't have to quote scripture for that. I don't have to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't have to invoke the name of Jesus when I invoke his character. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to sit there and tell you that, oh, I learned this from Jesus. You're going to know because of how I act, right? Like, see, you will know that my disciples are are mine because of how they love each other. And so like the way that I, the way that I show people um, him is, is through physical fitness and it's through mental fortitude and it's through spiritual uh, uplift. And, you know, the, the writings are really just my creative outpouring from those experiences. Yeah. You know, they 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 tend to be very parallel um, in, 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 Brother, I guess, I, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, man, you know, I, I enjoy listening to you and um, <laughs> brother again, I'm, I just try to keep it real, dog. And I, I'm so, I am, I'm enamored with the Holy Spirit within you. Um, oh, man. Wow. And what you said, a lot of people would kind of misconstrue. You said you trained at the, at the feet of Paul. Yeah. You only trained at the, the knee, at the knee of Paul. At, at, at the, the knee of Paul, of Paul. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you only trained at his knees because he was on his knees, literally, and on his face before the father. And Paul, in a way, was your pastor. Yeah, very much when, so. When, when you didn't have anybody else. Yeah. And if you, you said before earlier in the conversation that if you had to identify with anybody, if I'm not mistaken, it would be Paul. Well. Yes. But I'm, you know what I'm saying, like when I say that, yeah, uh-huh. I, I I always am excluding the the obvious. Oh, you know? of course. Uh, you know, so always excluding yeah, yeah, yeah. the obvious. But so, and but yeah, yeah, yeah. Of but course, that, the book the book is really my imitation of well, and I say it out loud. I, you know, I say I'm imitating Paul as he imitated Christ. Exactly. I'm skipping the middleman of Paul, yes. and I'm going straight to my personal exactly. imitation. You know, of Jesus Christ Himself, because it's like. I, yeah, he was very much so my spiritual father because I didn't understand what I was reading. I was reading the Old Testament. I'm reading the Gospels. I have no idea what I'm reading, though. And, right. and then I realized all of the books coming after John, excluding Acts, but like all of Paul's writings, they were explanations of the things that I had been reading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, okay. And I would just have these conversations with the father and I would have these, you know, and then now I'm able to look back in the Old Testament and all of a sudden, like, I understand it and That's it's good, personal. Bro. That's so and good. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm looking around the jail like, yeah. And do y'all, y'all hear this? this? Yes. Y'all hear this? Have y'all this, read this? This? this is actually quite fire. You know, it's funny. Like, they, I, there's so many books that are banned. Like, we weren't allowed to have, you know, the 48 Laws of Power and all these other wow. books that, like, I now have. But, like, you know, we weren't allowed to have those types mm-hmm. of books. And I'm like, if you were to go and ban any book, it should have been, been the Bible. The Bible, but, <laughs> but you messed up, right? Yeah. But you messed up because you know it's like wow. So many people don't understand the power 
that is actually found in Christ who can only be pointed to through the word of God yeah. or, or through, through the Bible. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he was very much so a, you know, I feel like I know the man personally. Like I got a, uh, yeah. auto, oh, wait, let me do this autobiography or a biography of him, not an autobiography, but a biography yeah. of him. And like, yeah, man, I, 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 I identified with him on so many levels That's that I it, just, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't deny the fact that God made me the way he made me that I might notice that so I yeah. could actually have a relationship with him. And yeah. so it was like, although I love Paul, I understand that he was simply just the messenger and he said it himself. Who is Paul? Who is Apollos? But a messenger by whom, you know, God sent that you might believe. And so, you know, I, I put no stake in him outside of his service to the father. So, yeah, man. Chris, you thorough, bro. You thorough. I, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I like that. You know, I, I said that because I feel like it's important. You mentioned also, like I said, I'm an active listener. You, you yeah. mentioned also that the kids, they look at some of these uh, these superheroes as their heroes. And that's pretty yeah. much it. They don't know that these superheroes are casting spells, might even be possessed, this, that, and the third. Won't go too deep into that. But they see them as, man, they're awesome. They're They're beating up the bad guys. I think it's so important as believers to... Look at the book full of superheroes who <laughs> the book that was created by the superhero of all superheroes. Yeah. God has yeah. his own set of Avengers. And, yes. um, you know, yes. I, I model myself after three of them, King Solomon, mm -hmm. Elijah and Samson. And if you know the Bible, you and you know, you know why I'm coming the way I come, because Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. those are my role models. Those are my heroes. And um, it's just awesome that that you have a hero in the Bible that oh, yeah. you say has has helped shape you according to, you know, the word of God, man. And it's this is because of Samson. This is because of Samson. Like uh, all everything. Like go go Yo. through some issues with a woman if you want. Go through some issues with a woman no. if you want. You can grow some hair. <laughs> you go, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Samson, Samson, Samson. I love Samson. That's what yeah. All the good parts. That's just like all the good parts. All the good parts. You know, so that's that's exactly yeah. where where I, where I stand, man. But yeah. wow. Okay, so we we went so long here, man. But oh yeah, man. This is um, this is what God wanted. So uh, I need to do. We need to do two things. Can you tell people where to find you? Um, social media, website, where to buy your book. Uh, where can people yeah. support you? Uh, so you can get the book on Amazon or Kindle. And I think if you have Kindle right now, it's free. Um, oh. The book is actually free to you. Uh, if wow. you don't, it's nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, and so that's where, that's where that's at. Uh, print, the print edition. Uh, we're working on a secondary print edition. So I actually have to get back to you on that. Hopefully, uh, I'll have a, a better answer for you on that. I, I hate to be so ill-prepared. Um, but... Uh, you can find me on social media at on Instagram at that witness guy, Chris. So uh, that witness guy, Chris, is my Instagram handle. Um, and I post on there pretty much all the time. Something I, I try to give some type of edification or some type of exhortation, something try to try to, you know, put a little a little bit up there. Put some funny stuff, you know, a little bit more personal, funny stuff up there as well. I'm an open book for the most part. You know, I have my appropriate levels of transparency, you know, but, but I'm an open book for the most part. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, everybody, you heard this. I'll make sure I copy the links down in the description. 
where you can find Chris and how you can support him. Um, I highly advise you to continue to align yourself with strong men and women of God um, who are on this show, not on this show, uh, but we have to be the resistance movement to all the evil that's out here. And I'm so blessed to um, just be a part of something uh, to help other people be the change that they want to see. So um, my brother, I definitely want to pray with you before we get up off here. Yes. And we'll be on our way. Father God, in the name of Jesus and the precious Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for uh, this day. I thank you for your grace and mercy and peace, Lord. I thank you for uh, sending your your son, Father, uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, to die on the cross for our sins, past, present, and future. I uh, thank you, Jesus, for being willing to be able to, to do that. You didn't want to, not once, but twice. <laughs> but you said, I, I will do, you know, my father's will, not my will. Um, I thank you, Jesus, for sending the precious Holy Spirit to be the peace and the power and everything we are and everything we do here on earth as it already is in heaven. Right now, Father, I lift up my brother, Chris, for being a, a strong man of God, an example for what it is for somebody to go through not knowing you, then knowing you, then loving you, then spreading your word. It's such a, a mighty, mighty transformation and a mighty journey that my brother has gone through. And right now, I just plead the blood of Jesus over his mind, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I bind and cast out witches, warlocks, principalities, and rulers of darkness and, and powers in high places. I cast them into the pit of hell, to the enemy, to Lucifer, Satan, the punk angel, whatever you want to call them. You have no authority in my brother's life, in his family's life, in his bloodline. We break all generational curses. May they burn forever in the pit of fire. May my brother continue to write, write his letters, just like Paul wrote his letters. May all of his works be inspired by you, whether it's directly to the Bible or joy or fun or stories inspired by you. Father, so many people get it twisted and think it's all doom and gloom or being a Christian is a very rigid lifestyle. It's actually the best lifestyle you could ever live because it's based on serving and loving people. So, Father, I pray that my brother Chris continues to have that lifestyle center in his life, that he will only run one offensive play. That is a triangle offense of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Understanding that leadership is not about self-service or self-promotion, but it's about your service and love to others. I honor my brother. I thank you for what you brought him through. I thank you for what you are bringing him to. And I thank you for all the people he is going to affect, for all the people he's going to help them become the leaders and the kings and queens that they are. I pray that you bless his hand, guide his hand, uh, guide his mind, his emotions as he writes these new, these new publications, as he writes scripts, He's so much more than an author. He's so much more than a personal trainer. But he's your personal trainer, Father. He trains your children to be strong mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I pray that you bless his family. Once again, you bless his wonderful fiance, that she will truly continue to be the Proverbs 31 to his Psalms 1, that they will move in power and authority, that they will do what's right, 
that they will listen to the Holy Spirit, not grieve the Holy Spirit, that they will do what they are called to do each and every day, knowing that we all fall, we all sin. Your grace abounds. We want to make sure that we do not cheapen the sacrifice of your son, Yeshua. We thank you, Father. I lift up my brother and all that he's doing and all that he will do. Thank you for this wonderful new year. We look forward to all the great things in store. And for those who are listening who want to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, a perfect commercial for Jesus would be somebody who died for you to live freely so you could help be the change that you want to see, so you can help carry out the desires of your heart to help people be the best version of themselves. Jesus died for you. And all you have to do after listening to this whole conversation is say, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross and you went down to hell and rose with all power in your hands on the third day of heaven and earth. I believe that you are the Lord of my life. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Save me, mold me, transform me, renew me, help me to live out my God-given purpose. And if you said that, let's not even stop there. Let's go to an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And this is something that you may have heard that might sound spooky to some people or anything like that. It's not spooky at all. It's just your direct connection to the Father. You can't go to the Father without going through the Son. So you got the first portion. Let's get the second portion. Speaking in tongues is... It's something that starts out with just worshiping God, saying, Father, I thank you for your grace. Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who reveals who the discernment, who reveals the peace and the power of the world to me. And you start saying these things. And, you know, all of a sudden, as you, as you begin to pray, you start to say things like, and these words that come out of your mouth as the utterance, it's like sometimes you don't know what to pray. And the spirit makes room for that. So the Holy Spirit, just speaking in tongues, your direct connection, when you forget, I don't have, I don't know what else to say, Father, I worship you, I praise you, when you speak these things, that is your heavenly language, and you'll start to feel your atmosphere shift, you'll start to feel your body just tingling, and that is how you know you have reached the throne room of grace. So if you've done all these things, my wonderful friends and family who are watching and listening, I would like to welcome you into the kingdom of the living God. Welcome to being the change you want to see. Living for God the best you can. And living for victory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I appreciate that, brother, man. I appreciate that very much so. Yes, sir, very man. Very much so. I, I think it's important that we get up off of here because <laughs> we will be on here. Well, oh man, they don't know. Top. Right, they don't know. We'll be out here. Like, man, let's talk. Uh, what you get? <laughs> All right, now let me move a few things around. Let me go on my little Apple Watch here. <laughs> nah, man, look, I, I praise God for you, man. Um, truly, uh, you're you're uh, a soldier, uh, not just because you served in the army, but you're in the you're in the army of the Lord, dog. Yeah, you strapped up each and every day with the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, yeah. the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and the feet shot. With the preparation of the gospel of peace, man. We're out here and we're ready. And I uh, love you. I love your family. I uh, love your fiance. And I'm excited to know you. 
Um, yeah, man, let's ride. Let's keep on rocking. Let's keep on rolling. And um, I will talk to you in the very near future. All right. All right, man. Love you too, bro. I appreciate that. Royalty Connection family. I'm your host with the most, your favorite young king, Donald M. Shuler Jr. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Let's all be the change that we want to see. God bless y'all.